podcasting from CMT. Welcome to Cody Allen's podcast. It's Cody Cast. Hey, buddy. Yo, it's Blake. Howdy. How you doing, bud? Well, I'm just sitting around my house. I was—I uh, know Wes was trying desperately to FaceTime so you could see my double chin right now. <laughs> I'm missing out. Damn it. Yeah, it's a sight. Zoom, you know, all these FaceTimes we do now, all this virtual stuff. I mean, they usually have a little bit of a filter. Do you use the filter, by the way, on there? I feel like you might know the f- what about the filter. I didn't know. I didn't know about the FaceTime filter until I saw that uh, clip the other day where the attorney had accidentally <laughs> had the kitten on. Yes. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's that's pretty damn funny. I'm gonna start using it though. Yeah, if you just want to change your face, and then there's one that like will smooth you over. I mean, I'm sure you get this treatment at The Voice all the time, where they'll just make everything look perfect. Now, sadly, we still do it the old-fashioned way with a spatula and <laughs> makeup for me. Yeah, so, right. uh, Speaking of makeup, I saw Luke Bryan in that underwear commercial for uh, over the weekend. I guess he was on during the Super Bowl, like your commercial. Does the thought of Luke Bryan in underwear, does it disgust you, or is that just me? Well, it is disgusting, but it's not surprising. I mean, Luke is one of those guys that he just seems like the kind of guy that probably walks around in his underwear, you know, all day at his house, like with, with pee stains on it and then he's soft. And he just seems like that kind of guy, doesn't he? Like yeah. if he doesn't have to put clothes on, he probably doesn't. Yeah, it's true. And his wife is in the commercial with them. Uh, she's lovely. Caroline. Car- Caroline. Now, Caroline in her underwear is does not sound as disgusting to me. <laughs> That's like, just me, though. That's I, just me. I'm gay, and it sounds better to me. I mean, <laughs> Caroline in underwear. <laughs> I love it. Uh, let's see here. 20 years ago, um, a lot of people don't know, I found you uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, scraped you off the sidewalk there, brought you to, a, I think, a blockbuster uh, music where you played Austin with your mullet for a bunch of Texans. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that day, by the way? <laughs> no, I don't remember. Here's what I remember. Okay. I, I don't remember that day, just so you know, as long as we're being honest with each other. But what I do remember is I do remember the first time I met you. But even before, I believe it was before I ever even met you. This was back when I still had like, you know, AOL dial up Internet. Yes. And I think I've told you this story before, but. He used to host a, a top 20 show in, in Dallas, Texas mm-hmm. at the radio station. And it was the Texas Hot 20 or Texas, I don't remember what you called it, but it was something like that. Mm-hmm. And I and I had found out through a friend that lived in Dallas, Jason Gray, called me and said, man, you, they are playing your song in Dallas. And not only that, but you've made it onto the countdown. It's like a daily mm-hmm. countdown, weekly yes. countdown. And I figured out how to get on America online and listen to the audio of you doing your countdown. Uh, and and like every every day or every, I can't remember. Was it was it a daily countdown? Yeah. yeah. And so you would would you vote then for yourself on the on the countdown? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Okay. All right. Doing whatever I could to survive, man. I was trying to make Fan it. Fan voted, and then the song became like a huge, gigantic hit there in Texas. And then all of a sudden, the, the country... Austin was my first number one, yes. And, you know, so so I took the long route around to say, yes, in fact, you did 
start my career. I will so, never forget though the blockbuster music there in Hearst, I believe, right there where uh, at the Mixmaster where the highways meet. And I, I'll never forget you standing there and singing for I don't know. There were fifty people packed in there, and uh, you just belted it out, man. So I've, <laughs> I've always known you've had it. So and here you are, twenty years later, still making giant hits like minimum wage. First of all, I love this song. It hits me right when the first chord. And I heard it yeah. and I thought, that is like an opening song at a concert. That is, that's a mood. See, that, you could actually probably be, Cody, you would actually be good on my like management team and, and some of that because that's exactly, that's how we think too. Cause it's like, wow, you know, this song would be great to open concerts with. And by the way, Blake, you know, you don't have very many up tempos and that's another, yet another reason this should be a single. That's, that's literally how some of the conversations go. You know, it's like, how does this fit into the concert? Yeah. If it, you know, if it, it'd be a great opener because it's got a long drug out intro, you know? Well, I don't know where this radio radio thing or CMT is going. So if you need me, uh, let's just talk off a line and see <laughs> if there's some opportunities. You got it. All right, yeah, got sorry. It. Go back to your story, though. Minimum wage. Yes. Opening concerts. <laughs> I, there was a there was a point where Scott Hendricks actually said he goes maybe we should think about you know editing that intro and making it half as long because you know radio stations they they won't oh. it's too long you know I go man they can talk over the, the yes. weather don't mess with my intro what are you talking about that intro is gold yes I love so, that intro uh, it does give us plenty of time to talk we've got a lot to say on radio and sometimes it's good to fit it over the intro and I love to hit like a post like right when you start singing like dun, 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 the wolf. It's it. It's just ah, uh, right up to the last millisecond. It's magic. It really is. Yeah. So, did this strike you? Not only a great concert song, but the message of the song when you first heard it. Like, okay, this is uh, this is one I could do. Yeah, it did. You know, I didn't, I didn't think that hard about about the message of the song. Honestly, it's 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 just such a fun lyric, and and uh, you know, of course, there's always. It seems like there's always a dust up these days, no matter what, but. You know, the message of this song is just basically, you know, the, uh, you know, not having a lot of money sucks, but if you got love, then that sure makes things a, a lot easier in life, you know, and, and uh, I, I just love that it was a, it was an upbeat message and it was an up tempo song. And I just think it's a blast. It's not, it's definitely not, not brain surgery. It's just a classic country theme, you know, that yeah. I, I was proud to record a lot of people overthink things these days i'm finding and uh you think? You yeah, think? A, a little bit i mean there's a little bit of that going on um what was the worst minimum wage job you ever worked i'm guessing it was as a teen or maybe first moving to nashville or something uh the first minimum wage job i had and i'm not even sure i'm gonna tell you the truth i may not have even made minimum wage i'm gonna ask because uh i roofed houses for for two for two years and, uh, and I was a, and I was a pretty crappy roofer and, and finally what they found out is, why don't we just have this kid tear off the roofs and then we'll go in behind him. And so I ended up being like the fast guy who could tear off a roof really quick. I was almost like the, the, dem, the demolition guy, you know, and I'd clean up the mess and, and, uh, and I don't think I even made minimum wage. I need to find out because I probably made, you know, five six dollars an hour i was you know probably 18 years old at the time and and, and uh they, i was probably not even making minimum wage to be honest and now how much are you making 
Uh, oh, I've gotten a raise uh, since oh, then. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I, I think there's one of those uh, net worth.com sites. I'll look on there and see see what I'm worth these days. <laughs> uh, it has been 10 years at The Voice of picking up that paycheck, um, which secretly I feel like watching last season without Adam Levine, like I feel like you secretly do miss Adam a little bit. I do miss Adam. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna make a crack about it. And, and here's why I miss him, though, yeah. is because I still have to talk to the guy twice a week, every week. I mean, it, he hasn't. You know, you would think that you know him leaving the show that he would he would do me the solid and just get out of my life, <laughs> but but he doesn't. He's still he's still is constantly texting and Facetime. And then we shot this commercial, you know, uh, a few weeks ago, and so yeah. he's still in my life, but. I miss him on the show because if he's still going to be in my life, I at least would like the opportunity to make fun of him on on a national television platform, you know. <laughs> and it was Adam Levine is one of the easiest human beings. You can just it's so easy to to set him off, you mm. know. He's literally has such a short fuse, and and I miss that. I do miss that on the show because these other coaches, you know, they they're they're better at keeping it together and not losing their mind on television like he would. Yeah. Uh, who's your favorite to compete against? I mean, is it the, the, the easy kill or not? Uh, the other coaches to compete against? You yeah, mean? who's your favorite to compete against? Like, Nick Jonas seems like he's kind of a lightweight. Yeah, you know, Nick is so, he stays so cool. I mean, he's almost robotic. <laughs> you know, you can't really, you can't really rile that guy up. I think because he was, he's been a star since he was born, basically, He's pretty much seen it all. Now, now Kelly Clarkson, she's she's probably my favorite to compete against because, and even John Legend, it's hard. It's really hard to rattle that guy. He's just so calm. We were convinced for the first few seasons uh, that John must just be high the whole time that he's on the show <laughs> because he's so chill and just so laid back and just this grin on his face and it's like that. Nobody feels like that all the time naturally, but. Turns out, I guess, I guess he's not. Uh, but, uh, but Kelly, Kelly, I can get under Kelly's skin. If yeah. I, it, it's a little more work, but I can do it, and, and I enjoy that. Dan and Shay will be battle advisors on this upcoming uh, season. Um, you always choose people with amazing hair. I've noticed as your advisors on the team, um, and you have great hair as well, Blake. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> why? I, I, I noticed these things because I have none. So it's just, you know, I live vicariously through others. Okay. Um, so why did you pick uh, Dan and Shay? Well, you know, I've known those kids since they, you know, since they started, which I guess now that I say that out loud, it probably hasn't been that long ago. But I took them out on tour with me in, uh, man, I want to say 2013 or 2014. Yeah. And, and they were just, I think they had just had one single out at the time and, 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 uh, you know, that was, it was, they did the, the opening slot on the tour. And I, and I, and if I'm remembering right, I brought Neil McCoy out, mm -hmm. I brought the band, the band Perry were out there and, and it was just, a, it was an odd combination of, of people to begin with, you know, and, and when you have that many artists out on tour with you, you want to, you want to spend some time and get to know them. And, and I tell you what, I mean, you know, we all, we all love you know, Dan and Shay, but let's face it. Shay is one of the funniest yeah. human beings I have, I've ever met in my life. And, uh, you know, I just, he's, he's one of the, he's 
he's so funny. He's got the wit and, and so we've stayed in touch over the years and, and, and Dan also, uh, but, uh, you know, especially Shay, you know, he'll, he's that kind of guy that'll wake up in the morning and, and, and text you something that you'll, you'll be laughing about for the next eight hours. But, uh, so obviously I wanted, I've, I've actually wanted to have those guys as, as my mentor the last few seasons. And they just, you know, they're so, they've, they've just gotten so damn popular that, you know, that's the other thing is like, you know, Oh, Oh, now after I gave you guys this opportunity to open on tour and be in front of, you know, yeah. hundreds of people that I pack in, um, <laughs> thank you. You got yes. that. Thank okay. you. Yeah, I was, I'm uh, listening. Now they couldn't pay me back, you know, to be on, be mentors for me on the voice. So I finally was able to guilt them and say, all right, I'll see how it is now. And so now that we're in a world pandemic and they don't have, much else to do they finally found the time to to uh, come be my mentors love it um real quick before i let you go for all the blake fans who love the music what can you say about new music this year i know the minimum wage is that the leadoff single from an album or what where are we at on that i guess technically happy anywhere was the leadoff single for an oh, album okay because <laughs> uh, we found it hasn't found a home yet uh so uh, and, and neither has minimum wage, honestly. So I guess by the time we put out an album and we'll put one out this year, uh, I, you know, I've always, always the first one to say, I don't know if I'm ever going to put out an album again. And, and mm-hmm. because I don't know how much longer those things, uh, live on, you know, but as long as people are buying them, of, of course, you know, yeah. uh, and so we'll put out an album this year. I, I, I just, I like the idea of releasing a few singles and, and, this day and age, you know, when somebody goes in to buy an album, I like for there to be, you know, several familiar songs on there already. So they feel like they're getting, you know, their money's worth out of it. And, and, uh, so I wanted to just wait until we had two or three singles out there before we, before we put the album out. So they'll have some things on there that they already know. Well, bring it, uh, Blake, thank you for the time. I know uh, you got a busy day. A lot of people uh, pulling at you. So thanks for making time for me. I love you, Cody Allen. I miss you. I love you, Blake Shelton. Take care. Tell Gwen I said hi. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to Cody Cast. Follow Cody right now at Cody Allen on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hear Cody on hundreds of radio stations every day. And watch Cody on Hot 20 this weekend, Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m., 8 central on CMT. Bye for now.